Imagine that you're about to board a plane to take a trip. Not a long one, about 50 minutes, give or take a few. Long enough for you to order a coffee or an adult beverage. Your captain is a grade school four square champion and an all-star at UNO. Hailing from Salina, Kansas and residing in Southeast Texas, he will give you his thoughts on music, family, and adventures in life. So sit back and get comfortable. The seatbelt sign is always off. Welcome aboard flight 785. Flight 785 in the house once again, guys. It has been two weeks. It has been two weeks already. My name is Kenyan, AKA Dutch Chocolate, and I'm here with my lovely lady friend, Carrie. How's it going? How you doing? It's going very well. It is going very well, guys. I am feeling good. Current time, 4.12 p.m. on August 14th, 2022. Welcome aboard to Flight 785, guys. If this is your first time listening, this is the show where we just go over a few news articles and we chop it up. And we have a good time, right, Carrie? Do we not have a good we time? We do. We have a great time. We absolutely have a great time, guys. And at the very top of the show, I have to let you guys know I have what you call diplomatic immunity. So from time to time, I may say some things that may ruffle some feathers, but it's all good, guys. It is all good. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're right here with us, and we appreciate that here on Flight 785. So at the top of the show, we always talk about what we have been watching lately. So what have we been watching lately, Carrie? What do we got? Uh, we went and saw the movie Elvis. We went and saw the movie Elvis. What was your take on it? How many stars would you give Elvis without giving up, you know, giving up the plot or or the whole gist of the movie? What, how many stars would you give it? Four and a half. Four and a half out of five, correct? Yes. I agree. Very good movie. Yeah. Elvis was before my time, but it was a good movie, guys. I highly encourage you to go check it out. It had a lot of facts that I did not know about Elvis. A lot of stuff you didn't know, right? Yeah. You learned something, right? I did. And you know what? When you go to the movie theater, I, I always enjoy going to the old picture show, as my twin brother calls it. He calls it the picture show. I love going to the picture show and, and just hanging out and checking out a good movie. Nothing pisses me off more than going to the picture show and seeing a bad movie. You know, it's bad enough that I'm paying, you know, what is it, $10 for a bowl of popcorn, right? $10. Like it's that. bad enough. Well, you it's know. bottomless popcorn. Listen, you know what? It doesn't matter if it is bottomless popcorn. $10 is just too much, okay? I don't care if it's bottomless. You can share with your friends. I don't care if it's bottomless. Over and over and over again. <laughs> okay, if you say so. But guys, so we did check out Elvis. Check that out last week. It was pretty good. And we need to move on, Carrie. Shall we move on? We need to get yes. into the flight plan. So we will do that, guys. The flight plan for this week. We're going to talk about my trip to El Paso, or our trip to El Paso, if you will as well as some travel tips by a flight attendant, along with an issue with some undeclared items in someone's luggage and an issue in Japan, along with learn something, right? What do yes. we have with learn something? So I thought we'd learn a little bit about Elvis Presley. Now, this will not give away the movie at all. There's so much action-packed, valuable information in the movie. But I just thought I'd touch on a few points that I didn't realize that, 
they briefly touched on in the movie, but not. This is definitely not a synopsis of the movie. So okay. I thought we'd do a little learn something on Elvis and a few fun facts that were not in the movie. Okay, I can dig it. I can dig it. So also, we need to get into Abby is not right. My favorite portion of the show, where we just you know we pull up a story from one of the advice columns and we chop it up and we decide if the author is or is not right. So it's going to be a good time, guys. Settle in, settle in, and we are going to have a good time here on Flight 785. Are you ready, Carrie? I am ready. So last month, I decided to take a first-class plane ticket, me and my lady friend, on Spirit Airlines to El Paso, Texas. I've never been to El Paso. Carrie, have you ever been to El Paso? No. No, you have not. Okay. I'm just like, what the heck? You're stretching this facts a little. I'm stretching facts? What do you mean? Can you be we a little did, bit can you be a little bit not can fly. you be a little bit more Pacific? Can you be a little bit more Pacific? Yes. Specific. Specifically. Yes. We did not fly on Spirit Airlines. Listen. And I'm sure Spirit does not have any first class. From time to time, let me tell Every my seat, truth. you'll hear the bolts rattle. Okay, you know what? That's disrespectful to Spirit <laughs> Airlines. I'm not going to have you talk I about Spirit. I will never fly that again. Listen, I'm not going to have you talk about Spirit <laughs> Airlines like that, okay? I... I've never prayed so hard in my life. <laughs> what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. You're on board flight 785. Listen. Don't be talking bad about Spirit Airlines. I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> I only fly first class on Spirit Airlines, guys. That's the only, I'm a frequent flyer, Just if because you, you have diplomatic immunity doesn't mean I can't call you a liar. You know, that's disrespectful. <laughs> you, know, you know what, already we're calling people names. Your feeling, listen, my feelings are hurt, and your words hurt, I would like okay? you to speak truths. <laughs> Okay, moving on. So we jumped on the flight. We got to the airport. We're taking an evening flight on a Friday evening in July, and we drive to Bush Intercontinental Airport. We roll up into the airport, airport, and it's a straight-up madhouse up in there, Carrie. Wouldn't you say? Yes, there was a lot of construction. A lot of construction. We had well, to do a lot of detours. The terminal was crazy. There were people all over the place. Peeps. We needed to take pictures everywhere we went so we could backtrack our way back to our car. Well, now, now you, now you're making. Listen, now you're trying to. You know what? No, that. it was like a freaking maze. Engineer, strike that from the we, tape, okay? And then listen, we were told you're not going to. It was listen. a helpful temp, but tr or tip. Yes, but then we were told just go check in on the international international terminal yes. terminal and we looked at each other like i think we're getting screwed but first it's all, worth a try that line's really long first of all let me clarify guys we did not take pictures of everything carrie's making it sound like you know we're a bunch of country bumpkins or something we're not country bumpkins okay no, just just like we are the, not country the, park, the parking spot, like blue A12. We took a picture of that. We took a picture of which concourse we got on. Listen, it was crazy. Because like it was, it was. I wanted to follow the trail back in case we did go wrong somewhere. Right, right. So we were supposed to fly out. I of, think it's smart. It's we're, not country. It's we, smart. Okay, we were supposed to fly out of a Pacific terminal, but we did not. We ended up going. To a different terminal and going through it anyway it was so it was crazy so we jump on the plane we get on the plane and the plane is pretty full and we're flying to el paso from houston texas and just my luck guys there is a teenage girl well she was probably in her 20s 
sitting just in front of me, and she decides that she wants to paint her nails. She wants to paint. I kept smelling something funny, and I was getting a headache, but I didn't realize what was going on. She decides she wants And someone doesn't talk during his flight. She decides. Someone puts his head on and cannot stand anyone to say anything to him. Listen. I, I can't even say, hey, man, can I have a piece of gum? Listen, when I fly, I'm a very quiet flyer. So rude. I, I, rude. I'm a very, you know, what some people may call rude, I will call reserved. I'm a reserved flyer. This is what so, he says. Give me a piece of gum. I want uh, a Sprite with ice. Listen, listen. And I'm, a napkin. I'm very and reserved. And if there's a snack, I'll take a snack, make it the cookies, not the pretzels. And yeah. then the headphones gone on, and I cannot say anything to him. I can't say, move your arm over. I can't say, hand me this, Don't hand talk me that. To me. Don't talk to me when I'm on the plane, okay? <laughs> I hate flying, guys. I hate flying. But listen, I'm on the plane. This girl is in front of me. She's got the doggone fingernail polish, and she's just going to town. And the smell is just blowing right into my freaking nose. Oh, hey. So needless to say, by the time that 90-minute flight was over, I had a banging headache once we landed in El Paso. So we get into El Paso. I'm dog-tired because I get into El Paso at what, about 9 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock at night, something like that. Mm-hmm. I'd worked all day. We Well, we both worked all day. So we get to El Paso. I go to get the rental car, and, you know, I've got a banging headache, and wouldn't you know, the lady in front of me is doing what? No, she has, no. she mm-hmm. has, she has some, a extenuatingly ex- strong perfume, perfume, grandma perfume, right? Oh, but, hell no. but, but I was, you know how you can social distance, social distance. I was, I was six feet away from six her. Feet. We're in line. And someone kept pushing me on my back to scoot up in line. And I kept saying, no, we're good right here. And he kept pushing me up. And I don't want to rudely turn around and say, the lady in front of me's perfume stinks. I was just trying to be polite. I said, no, I'm going to give her her space. And he kept pushing me to go forward. So I'm like, all right, fine. You can have the smell in your nostrils too. We move forward. And he goes, oh. Yeah, I get blasted with this lady's <laughs> perfume. Listen, here's the deal, guys. Then we were stuck because everybody behind us moved forward. So when we it, had to stay there. When it comes to perfume, okay, or cologne, you need to put on three sprays. That's it. Three sprays of perfume or cologne, and that's it. Okay, that's all you need. Three sprays, two minor. That's all, that's all you need. You so, just need one little spritz and move on. So not only did I have a horrible flight because of the fingernail polish, and then we get to the rental car counter, and the lady in front of us has this heavy perfume on, making my headache even worse. Not so to mention, she, none of her credit cards work. Her credit cards were not working. Now, so there, thirty minutes later. But what's crazy is there was another couple ahead of uh, ahead of that lady, and so there were two different uh, service agents helping at the rental car place. So there's a couple, and the lady says the service agent tells the couple. I'd like to give you a free complimentary upgrade to a Ford Mustang. And so they're like, oh, yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. So they take the free. Well, no, no. The husband hesitated. No, the wife said, the husband hesitated. The wife says, as long as it's not red. And then the husband's like, well, if it's complimentary, sure. Yes. So they got a free upgrade. And then comes the lady that is 
just in front of us working with the different service agent who credit, whose credit cards is not working. So we finally get. So Kenan thinks he's going to the good agent that's going to give a complimentary I'm trying upgrade. To get a, listen, as long as his credit card works. I'm trying to get an upgrade, guys. So I go up there and I had rented a Toyota Corolla or some small compact car. You know, I wasn't rolling something like that. So I get up there and she says, I have you for a, a Corolla. And I said. And I'm shaking my head. Yes. Yes. Let's move on. Carrie's shaking her head. Yes. And you know what I'm thinking to myself? Oh, hey. You think you're going to catch Dutch chocolate rolling around in a Toyota Corolla? No. Okay. Nothing against Toyota, but that's not, just not how I ride. So why did you rent it? Because I was trying to get bumped up. So you got to play the game. You rent it online. Okay. For a compact. Mm -hmm. Then when you get there, you sweet talk the lady into giving you a complimentary upgrade. The guy okay? in front of us didn't even have to say a word. Listen. I don't know what the problem is. You were just too young. He was older and she thought he was more responsible. Is that what it is? I don't, is know. That, I don't know what it is either. All I know is I get up to the lady. She says, you're getting a Toyota Corolla. And I say, how about a free upgrade to, you know, a, a sports car? And the lady says. And see, that's the problem. You asked. I asked. Because they probably didn't have Toyota Corolla. You know what I should have done is I should have done the 20. Kept your mouth shut and no. said, yep, that's what I got. No, I should have done the $20 trick. And the $20 trick is you take a $20 bill and you hand it to her. Maybe he with, did and you just didn't may, see it. Maybe along with your ID. And then all of a sudden doors open that were previously closed. I feel like you're going to get arrested. So no, there's <laughs> bribery. That. That's not bribery. That is giving complimentary that you're, you're helping people out. Okay. We'll so anyway. So I asked the lady for a complimentary upgrade to a sports car. And basically she looked at me like, oh, hell no. So I was not happy. Needless to say, I was not happy. But she did say that she would cut me a break. And I ended up with a white Chevrolet Camaro convertible. So it was a good at look. 20% less or something. Yeah, she, she cut us a break. She didn't give it to us free, but she cut $20 us a break. $20 off. I Absolutely. Absolutely. So it we, wasn't that much of a deal. Yeah, we get the car, go see my go see my partner, have dinner, and then that was Friday. So Saturday, I have one of my one of my colleagues, her name is Faith, and I'd reached out to her and said, "Hey, you want to do lunch?" And she was like, "Yeah, let's do lunch." So I had seen on the interwebs of a certain restaurant in El Paso that has great tacos. And so it was supposed to be like historically famous. Yes. So I recommended to my good friend Faith, I said, listen, we need to hit this place. And Faith, her response was just not ideal as she said something like, I haven't been there in a while, which I didn't read the room. What I should have read was her saying this place is not a good spot, but I didn't read it. She and didn't so, say, oh, I forgot about that. That's that's my favorite. She just said, yeah, she just said, I haven't been here for a while. And so needless to say, I link up with Faith and her husband and the little one. And we roll up into the place. And the place was not the cleanest of all restaurants, wouldn't you say, I Carrie? would have turned around and walked out if we weren't waiting on someone. Yes, yes. <laughs> it was not the cleanest. It was not the cleanest place. And we roll up in there. We link up with Faith and get these tacos. No, they weren't tacos. They were taquitos. They are, yes. And spaghettio sauce. No, they weren't. Soaked no, in spaghettio don't, don't sauce. Do don't do that. They were, no. they were taquitos. It's for they, real. They had the sauce that they would pour on 
and we tried them and they were soggy taquitos and i think it was supposed to be an enchilada sauce but it tasted like spaghetti it, it wasn't very good I, I will tell you that right now it was if not very good a, uh authentic well, el paso it, food i'll pass well listen so <laughs> you know what that's, pass on the el paso that's that's disrespectful so anyway so after we had good conversation and bad food with faith we took a pic and then we are off to the next adventure. But what did but, I tell you as we walked to the car? I don't know. You were bitching about something. I don't know. What was it? Catch me outside. How about that? No. She was she was angry I because said, poor she, Faith, you went and paid for her lunch. Oh yeah. At that restaurant. Those poor people. <laughs> Those poor people. Yeah, what, you owe them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what Carrie says. Not only did putting we, them through that, that yeah, was horrible. Not only did we have some <laughs> terrible food, but Gary said, Kenyon, you subjected faith, those poor people having to eat that food. And so lesson learned, guys, lesson learned. When I come to your town, I'm going to let you guys make the suggestions of where we eat. And you're going to go? I, and I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Without question. Well, <laughs> let's, not get, let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. You're not very but, daring. But listen, shout out to Faith. I am going to be back in El Paso soon, and we're definitely going to let Faith pick out the spot. That sounds like a plan, Carrie. We're going to let Faith pick out the spot. I'm sure we'll we're going to be all we right. We'll see what we can do. So El Paso was good. It was a good time in El Paso. Got to check it out. You know, got almost got to Mexico, but Carrie wasn't trying to do Mexico. She, uh, that's a lie. Carrie, Someone that is not the adventurous type would not cross the border. You know what? You know we were what? right there. Like our hands were practically touching. Okay, our hands were not practically touching Mexico. Okay, the but, highway was practically touching the border yeah, wall. Yeah, Carrie wanted to do Mexico, but I wasn't having it. But anyway, that was El Paso. Speaking of flying, Carrie, there is a flight attendant that is giving tips. Okay, tips for folks that fly, just so they know. Speaking of flying, Carrie. And here's what this flight attendant, her last name was Corbell, and she put it on TikTok. And she says, things are not good in the airline industry. If your flight or your trip is less than seven hours, it's best to drive. Okay. So that's one of the tips. Also is download and use the app of the airline you are flying. Now, that's pretty much self-explanatory. You know, I use Spirit's no, app. No, it was trash. I it use, didn't work. I use Spirit's app, and they always take care of me. And always... It wasn't even Spirit. Yeah, listen, listen. Let me tell my truth. And always, it says... The app was trash. Okay. Always fly first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning. Always fly first thing in the morning, guys. And you need to schedule long layovers. Your one-hour layover is not enough anymore. And avoid connecting in Newark or... Any New York airport. Not a good look. Okay. Also, she says, be nice. Airline attendants are overworked and tired. We will not help you if you are mean. So, Carrie, what say you, Carrie? Can you be nice? Can you be nice, Carrie? I remember on a flight from... I just want to be left alone. I just want my seat going I remember, back. I remember a flight from I remember a flight from what was it from Houston to Honolulu. Uh, we had a flight from Houston to Honolulu. No, it was not. It was from Denver 
To oh, that's right. Denver to Honolulu. And mid-flight, Carrie got angry at the flight attendant mm. and, and punched the flight attendant right in the stomach. That is not what happened. What yes. happened was we were moving a whole entire family of five plus a dog. Yes. Well, we had moved six, but only five on that flight. Yes. Plus a dog. Yes. And we got up at like four freaking in the morning. I fed the dog. I've never flown a dog before. People never, ever feed your pets before their flight. The what? dog threw up everywhere. And the ca- well, anyway, and yes. he was in the cargo. Yes, he was in the cargo. So it was very stressful knowing my dog was in the cargo. So that caused you, a, to, put, that caused you to punch the flight. B, attendant. it took longer than we thought to get the dog situated. Registered. And then and, yes. it took longer than we thought going through uh, security because our, was he, eight, seven, seven-year-old, eight-year-old decided to bring every electronic possible because he didn't want the movers moving it. Yes. So... They had him pulling all these electronics out individually in individual containers. Looking at everything. Looking at everything. Then he brought a whole tube of toothpaste, a whole thing of liquid something or another. You know what I blame? And his favorite uh, liquid uh, toy thing and we told them nothing liquid, but I guess we should have looked through his back. Well, we specifically sat down and had a meeting about it. Well, I blame the mom. I blame the mother <laughs> no. regarding this. It is the mother's fault. He was a minor. He didn't know. I can't do everything. <laughs> so anyway. The- so, but then we get on the flight. So my children have not had breakfast. No breakfast. And they, you know, and then they weren't serving breakfast on the flight. Right. So once the flight gets going halfway through the flight, because it's like an eight hour flight, they start serving lunch, right? Yes. They start at the front of the plane. In of first course, class. the military that bought our tickets put us in the back of the plane. In economy. Yes, economy. And we were in the very back seats. They started in the front with the food, get halfway through and said, we're sorry, we ran out of food. We ran out of food. And my kids are looking at me like, I hate you, mother. Yes. I am going to kill you yes. before the flight is over. Yes. And so I'm like, oh, God, what are we going to do? Listen, just get to the point where you punch the flight attendant in the stomach. I did Gary. not. Okay. So then an hour later, it goes, ding, we got more food. We'll be starting to such and such. They start hauling but to run down the front of the plane, I stuck my foot out and stopped that cart. And I said, before you go up there and feed the people that have already been fed. Yes. We have a we have an unruly dog here. Hold on a minute. Yes, go ahead. Please continue, Carrie. Please continue. So I stopped. So I stopped that cart. Yes, you stopped the cart. And I I told the lady, before you go up to the front, you're right. going to feed my kids. You're feed I said, my I don't kids. care if you feed me and my husband. I said, but I need some kind of food, whatever kind of food you have left on your cart for these three children. Right, right. And so she rolled her eyes at me. I said, no. I said, they haven't eaten. We're moving all the way to Hawaii, a whole household, hold, and they've gone... All night and all morning without food. I want them to have, I don't care what snack you have, just anything. And they, and so the kids got fed and then she came to the back and then we finally got something to eat too. Finally got something to eat. Yes. Ridiculousness. The horrors of flying. And that wasn't on Spirit Airlines. I'm not going to say that. That was what, on United. You know what? You're just going to bust no about shame. like that. Okay. You know what? We need to move on. 
So a passenger traveling from Bali, Indonesia to Australia has found themselves paying a hefty price for a McDonald's breakfast. The unnamed traveler was handed a fine of 2,664 Australian dollars or 1,874 American dollars after two undeclared egg and beef sausage McMuffins and a ham croissant were found in their luggage on arriving at Darwin Airport in the country's Northern Territory last week. Oh, hell no. Uh, Wait a minute. You can't bring food from America there? Here's the deal. Australia's Department of Agriculture, Fisheries, and Forestry said that a range of undeclared risk products, including those McDonald's items, were detected in the passenger's rucksack by a biosecurity detector dog. (laughs) So here's what happened. There is a fine because that person did not declare that when they came into Australia. So they did not declare it. And because Australia had strict biosecurity measures, he was fined $1,900. That's ridiculous. Just throw it in the garbage. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it is crazy. It is crazy that Australia, Australia, you're tripping. You are absolutely tripping in Australia. I can't believe it. You take some doggone well, muffins okay. onto the hang, plane. Hang on. Yes. There, There is some kind of... Um, it's either a lettuce or a spinach or something that grows in another country. Okay. And it's banned here in the United States because it grows in water. And what happens is it's banned in, uh, I think it's Georgia for sure. Okay. And so they they ban it coming into this country. So if it, that lettuce, because if that lettuce, and it grows very rapidly in okay. water, right. if that lettuce gets uh, loose in the sewage systems and right. stuff it, in Georgia, it clogs up the sewage. Really? So they've banned the growing of it. Oh, really? And yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. So there are certain reasons, okay. I'm sure. Okay, I can dig it. So we're going to move on. A Japanese city has been left with more than a headache after admitting a contractor lost a USB drive containing personal data on all 460,000 residents during a night out. Oh, hell no! The western city of Amagasaki said that a private contractor whose name has not been disclosed was carrying the memory stick when he went out to have drinks after work. But the individual who was working on a municipal pandemic relief program lost the bag containing the USB. And so here's what the officials, the city officials say. We deeply regret that we have profoundly harmed the public's trust in the administration of the city. Now, what say you, Carrie? What say you? Is this what? health information? It didn't say. It was talking about the pandemic. So it, it was just you know, information on all 460,000 residents. So I don't I don't think it was all the health information, but it probably had all the residents' names and addresses and that type of stuff of the city. Now, what would you do? What would you do if you found out that someone had lost a drive with all your information on it? What would you do? Um. Well, I mean, there's nothing much I could do. Well, that drive included the names, genders, addresses, birthdays, and other personal information of all the city's residents, as well as tax data and bank account information on some of the locals. Mm. That's crazy. should be in prison. In prison? Yeah. You're going to send someone in prison for losing a bag? 
Yeah, they shouldn't have had it out. Okay, you know what? That seems a little. That seems a little uh, harsh, Carrie. It seems a little harsh, but anyway, we're gonna move on. We need to get it to learn something, right, Carrie? Are yes. you ready? Are we ready, ready for learn something? Let's go. Let's get it. Okay, so we're gonna learn about Elvis Presley. This Elvis is, Presley. Yes, and the information that I'm gonna pass along came from culturetrip.com. So um, Elvis was able to serenade with a ballad, belt out a country tune, mesmerize people with his gospel singing, and dance like he never danced before. Uh-huh. Uh, before his uh, recent movie, I looked at Elvis as the king of rock and roll that was that did drugs and loved women. But that is not the only truth there w- was about this behind the man of Elvis. Really? Yeah. Elvis Presley had an unex- unprecedented cultural impact on America. Elvis's music was unique to the music industry and he didn't see barriers of color. Okay. Uh, he grew up during legal separation of blacks and whites. Segregation. Uh, segregation, yes. yes. And then uh, Elvis was from Mississippi. Uh, I think it was Tupelo, Mississippi. Tupelo. And, Mem- and Mif- Memphis. Tupelo. Um, yes, thank you. Tupelo. <laughs> uh, Elvis openly acknowledged great black artists respecting the rhythm and blues of B.B. King, Flats Domino, Ivory Joe Hunter. Fats Domino. Oh yeah, yeah that's, it's, it's, I, I'm oh reading my, my. I can't read my own listen, handwriting. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> it is Fats Domino, not yes. Flats Domino. Well, Rick I, James, so- where are you, Rick James? Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Thank you, Rick. Please continue. I'm reading my own handwriting. Yes. Uh, he even hired a black song great songwriter named uh, Claude Demetrius, which shifted the music industry. Elvis was known for standing up for equality. Um, Little Richard said that Elvis opened the door for black music and he was an integrator and a blessing. Oh, fantastic. And all three of Elvis's Grammys were for his gospel work. Really? I yes, didn't know that. And I meant to look up which songs and I did not have a chance to do that. Okay. So. He was, so you all need to do that. Absolutely. Uh, he was also known to have uh, ruffled a few feathers of religious and political groups with his pelvis thrusts and his fashion. Oh, my. <laughs> Listen, George Sakai, get out of here. Get out well, of here, George Sakai. We all already knew that. And then some fun facts. What do you mean his pelvic thrusts? What are you, what are you talking about his here? His dancing. Can, oh, okay. I thought you were talking. Okay. <laughs> oh, my. You know what? I don't know anything else. He died yeah. before I could even yeah. hardly walk. Oh, I understand. Please continue. <laughs> Please continue. Um, Elvis uh, starred in 31 movies. I did not realize that. And I don't know if I've ever seen a movie he's starred in. Have you? I have not. So maybe we should try that out. Check out the Hawaii movie. Yes, and he only performed in the United States and Canada, and if you see the movie, they'll explain why. Um, he had a twin named Jesse Garone, who died at birth, um, and then the first song he recorded was That's All Right, and then he bought Graceland at what age, do you think? I'm going to say, I'm going to say 22. Yes, how did you know? <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> 
That's just how I do it. Good okay, guess. I'm, I'm smart. And then Elvis generated $50,000 doing a performance tribute for donations to the USS Arizona Memorial in Hawaii because he was a soldier in the army. Actually, he made it to sergeant while he was in the army. Right. And he wanted to give back to the victims and that suffered in Pearl Harbor. And $50,000 back at that time was a lot of money. Yeah. That was a ton and of he, money. He, he just donated all of his performance performance profits to it so fantastic yeah. all right fantastic so that's what we have with learn something like i say i highly recommend you guys go check that out you're on board flight 785 all right it is time to move on to abby is not right the portion of the show where i grab one of the advice columns and we chop it up so carrie are you ready i'm ready here it goes dearest now we're gonna go with uh ask someone else's mom this time so here it is Dear someone else's mom, the guy who lives two doors down from us just won a primary election for state Senate, and now he has begun pushing hard on getting those votes for November. As a neighbor, he is okay, but he and I have very different political views, and he seems to, he seems set on trying to convert me, as he puts it, to his way of thinking, which ain't happening. No matter how much I tell him, I have no interest in hearing more about him and his fellow candidates. He just keeps trying to slip politics into every conversation I have with him. What more can I do to shut this guy up? My wife suggested we put up a yard sign for the guy's opponent, who I personally can't stand, but maybe it would get my neighbor to take a hint. Wow. Wow, Carrie. So should we see what Ask Someone Else's Mom has to say about this, or yes. would you like to? Okay. As Someone Else's Mom says... I'm not sure if your wife's suggestion of posting the opponent's yard sign will work or backfire. It's possible it would just inspire your politician neighbor to push his candidacy and political agenda even harder with you. Since he's incapable of turning off his campaigning mode, perhaps the most effective tactic to adopt in order to help you keep your temper is to also keep your distance from him as much as politely possible, at least until after the election. Trading quick pleasantries and then hurrying on your way may be the best you can do for now. Whether he wins or loses in a few months, I'm guessing he's likely to continue being outspoken about his politics. So good neighbors, though you are in general, I don't see you two ever being more than that anytime soon. So that's what asked someone else's mom. Now I ask you, Carrie, what Put would you do? the opposing person sign up. Really? You think that you should put the opposing person's sign up in the yard? No. No. I, I think your political opinions should stay private and move on. Yeah, but what are you going to do if you have this neighbor that's constantly trying to talk to you about his, his policies and he knows you guys are on different sides of the fence? What would you do with this neighbor? What would you do? This neighbor keeps coming up to you to talk to you about it. What and would you do? And he's a politician? He's a politician. How about we role play this for a minute? How about we do that? Okay. How about we? Yeah, that that sounds like a plan. Let me fill this out. Okay, I'm going to be the neighbor, and you, the politician. I'm going to be the politician. Uh Okay, and you're just, you know, you just came back from the grocery store, Mm -hmm. and you're unloading your car, and I came up to you and say, "Hey, Carrie, how's it going? Good. Oh, great, great. Hey, uh, 
What do you think about global warming? What do you think about that? Well, it's hot out here, so you better help me carry in these groceries. But I don't believe in global warming. You can warming. mock and talk. I listen, <laughs> I don't believe in global warming and I think I think Well that it's getting may- hot out here. Help carry in the groceries. Please don't interrupt me, ma'am. Okay, it's getting hot out here. I don't believe in global warming. I'd like you to help join my campaign. Would you like to help join my campaign? You know what I can help you do? I can help you learn about restraining orders. Okay, okay. You know what? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Restraining orders. Gary, I don't think you're going to make friends with this neighbor, okay? This, Probably this, not if you're okay. up in my face. Okay, this is what I would do, okay? I like a simple hi and bye. You like a simple hi and bye. I I, I hear you. I hear you. The, a simple hi and bye. Mind the HOA rules and get out of my yeah. way. This is what I would do. I would tell the gentleman, listen, I got you. I got your political, you know, how you feel, okay? But I'm not. I'm not part of that, and I really don't want to hear it. So let's you just, would just out and out tell him you yes, don't want to hear it. Yes, I definitely tell him. Listen, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Okay, I understand you're a politician. I understand you're running, but I don't want to hear it. I can look. I can see everything I need to see from your website. Catch me you, outside. How about you, that? you know what? Now that we've done this scenario, yes. I know what I would do. What would you do? I would put the opposing opponent sign out still. Yes. And then I would tell him, you're more than welcome to put your sign side by side by your opposing opponent. In your your yard? Yes. We could have two signs for both candidates. That way, both are represented. But here's the deal. He wants to talk to you, Carrie. He wants to talk to you. I I don't want to talk about it. Just put your sign. I'll be more than happy to have your sign in my yard as long as I can still have the opposing opponent sign out there. And if it's gone the next say i know who stole it and i have my camera and i can get him arrested okay Okay. you know what we're running out of time we're running for trespassing trying to get restraining orders so that that he can no longer run for office and 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 push his non so carrie not only agendas on me so carrie is trying to she's trying to deep six this guy's political career okay just because he has an opinion is that, is that what you're telling me you're trying to deep six his doggone political career is that yes, what you're telling stealthily. me okay you know you, you better be on my side or no side <laughs> okay, at all okay <laughs> okay you know what we're out of time carrie we're out of time what say you carrie what say you what final thoughts do you have for us what you got for us you're on flight 785 I, I don't have any final thoughts today. No final thoughts. No, just everybody have a good, peaceful week. Don't fight over anything. Uh, Signs, don't political fight it, neighbors. Don't fight over anything, right? Okay. Yeah, maybe say, you know what? He could, you could say that we could give you a blessing. Okay. Say, do you mind if I give you a blessing that'll bless you to be on the right path of your political career? Okay, Carrie. And- <laughs> Carrie, that just insinuates that he's on the wrong path. That's what... <laughs> Oh, I've heard guess. you out, so now you hear me out, and you could give a ten-minute blessing. Okay, okay, guys, about okay. how the earth is hot. Okay, okay, <laughs> you know, all right, we're, we're moving on, guys. We are out of here. We will see you guys in two weeks. I'm going to leave you with this, and this is coming from Word Porn on Instagram. Word Porn. P O R M. P O R M. Word Porn. That sounds like prom. Okay, it says, <laughs> "Be selfish with your time, energy, and space." That's all. I mean, that's real talk. That is real talk right and, there. And that's all you would have to tell to the political <laughs> Okay, okay thank you for that. <laughs> guys, blue skies and a tailwind. We will see you guys. We love y'all. You're on board flight 785. Sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, waste toys, dweebies, dickheads. 
They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude.